Welcome to the Ain't That the Truth podcast. I'm Revy Melissa, your host. We are here to proclaim that truth's name is Jesus. We rely on the Bible to explore, understand, and grow in absolute truth. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ain't That the Truth. I am Revy Melissa, your host, and I am glad to be here for episode two of season six. As promised, we are going to get started on our series on common verses that I feel they're they're either misconstrued in, in what they're really talking about, or they're just so uh, commonly used that I don't feel like we've really taken the time to really dig deep into what these scriptures are talking about. So we're going to get into our first one today, and then also right after we do that, because it's a short verse... We are going to um, talk a few minutes about some books that I have been reading that I wanted to kind of share with you guys about. Books that I am excited about that have really spoken to me. Um, And so we're going to get started with that. I am so excited to be with you guys, like I said, today. So the the verse that we are going to look at today is going to be out of the book of Psalm. So, you know, the Psalms, there are many um, different writers of the Psalms, um, and it's not sure for some of them exactly who the writer is, although we do know that for a bulk of them, the writer is David, and this Psalm that we're talking about, which is going to be Psalm 37, David was the author of this Psalm, and one of my favorite verses, like I said, this is my favorite verse, is psalm 37 4 and it says to take delight in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart that is the niv and then if you look at it in the new living translation it says take delight in the lord and he will give you your heart's desires so a lot of people i think you know take that verse and they kind of take it for face value so what i mean is they say okay if i take delight in the lord then he will give me my heart's desires. Okay, so that means that if I take delight in the Lord, that he will literally give me anything I want. If my heart desires it, it's mine if I take my delight in him. Now, that would be easy to take that verse, take it and say, that's exactly what it means. But if we really look and dig deep into this verse, we'll find actually that there's a better explanation for this verse there's a there's a better interpretation of this verse so let's look at that so first off i wanted to really break it down so it says take delight in the lord so what does taking delight in the lord mean what does that actually mean so if you look at the delight in the way that it's talking it's saying finding peace in true fulfillment in the lord so that means finding wholeness in the Lord, finding our all in all in the Lord, putting him as our number one, knowing that we are nothing apart from him, taking full delight and pleasure in serving the Lord is really what this verse is talking about. And then it says, when you do that, he will give you the desires of your heart. So what does that mean? Give you the desires of your heart. Well, think about that. If we're taking our delight in the Lord, which means that we're placing 
him as number one in our life if we are uh, finding our fulfillment and our peace in him then that means that we are born again and we are living for him which means that we're no longer living for our own selfish desires because when we take on jesus and we start living for him we push aside the desires of, of the our sinful nature and our flesh and we live holy and try to live holy and blameless lives for him for his purpose for loving others and for loving him and so what i feel like this verse is saying is, is as as we to take our delight in him as we uh make him the all and all in our life he will literally give us desires that means that he will birth in us and plant in us his desires his desires will become our desires so he will literally give us um, <clears throat> the desires of our heart because we'll no longer have the desires that we once had of, of fulfilling fleshly passions and and for greed and for money and for all these desires that we had prior to coming to know him he will literally give us new desires and those desires will be to see other people come to know him that will uh, be to see sin eradicated in our lives and, and, and in the world and, and, and seeing the light overcome the darkness. Those are the desires that he is giving us. And, and, and something that, that further kind of helps to, to, to kind of push in that point is if you look at the verses following it, um, in, in chapter 37 of the book of Psalm, it says in verses 5 and 6, Commit your way to the Lord, trust in Him, and He will do this. He will make your uh, righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday, noonday sun. So it's talking about committing your way to the Lord, delighting in the Lord, making Him your all in all. And that changes things. That changes the way that you think. It changes the way that you act. And it literally changes your desires. A good example uh, of this that I would like to give from my own life is is before I came to know Jesus, and and even after I came to know Jesus, but before I really surrendered my whole life to Him, my life goals and my life plans to Him, I wanted to be a choir or a band director at a high school here in the United States. That's That was my desire. I was in band and choir when I was in high school and in middle school, and I loved it, and I wanted music to be my life. And so I had these plans that I was going to go to college, and I was going to um, major in music and minor in education, and I was going to become this awesome band or choir director that was going to let take my kids to state and they were going to to win you know music at the parks and they were going to to get this all distinguishes all the time because i was going to be this awesome band or choir director not that that was necessarily a bad desire but that was my desire for my life but when i completely surrendered my future to him and i really asked him what he wanted me to do that was when he literally birthed in me his desires for my life and his desire for my life was for me to be a global worker in africa and now that is what i'm pursuing because he literally gave me and implanted in me 
this desire to be a global worker in Africa. And now I can't imagine doing anything else. I no longer desire. It no longer looks good to be a, a band or a choir director here in the States. That doesn't look appealing or appetizing to me at all. What, what looks... Uh, appealing to me and what I desire is to do his will for my life and that's to be a global worker in Africa that's just a small example but when you you give your life to him you'll no longer want that money and that success that you wanted before but instead you'll you'll rather view success as not how much money you have but you'll view success in am I living a life that is imitating Christ and showing others the love of Christ that will be success in your life your heart's desires will literally change and he will be the one giving you those desires he will be planting in you new desires desires that please him and not the flesh so that is the verse that we looked at today verse 37 4 of the book of psalm take delight in the lord and he will give you the desire of your heart i love that verse it's been a core verse for me for a very long time and i'm so glad that that the lord illuminated that to me that i no longer think about it as oh if i delight in the lord anything i want because it's not about what we want it's about what he wants so i told you that after we looked at that verse because I knew that one was a shorter verse and wasn't going to take as long. I wanted to kind of share with you guys a little bit about some some books that I've been reading. So this year, I love to read. I've always loved to read. And so I have decided that I wanted to, for you know Christmas kind of to myself, I, I decided I wanted to buy some used Christian books, some books that have been recommended um by people that i trust that have good good theology in them and good stuff and good good notes and good things to think about theologically and and i decided that i wanted to start doing a lot of reading and so i bought about 10 to 15 used books over the christmas season and so far this year i have already read let's see here um I believe I've already read three in their entirety, and I'm on my fourth. And so I wanted to talk a few minutes about some of the books that I've been reading and some recommendations that I can give to you if you guys are looking for books to read that will enhance your biblical knowledge, that will give you things to really be thinking about. And I want to first, though, preface with this. I'm not saying that these books are the end-all, be-all, that they're 100% truth. There were things in these books that I didn't quite agree with. But there were things in these books that I thought were amazing and things that really have got me to think, to thinking. So that's why I'm giving you this list. I don't want you to think, oh, I'm endorsing all of these books and these authors and everything and every word they ever say. No, I would never do that. The only book that I completely 100% agree with and would tell you take everything it says to the bank is the Bible. Other than that, we know that all other books were not infallible they're they're written by humans that make mistakes that are faulty and so take that for what you will but i wanted to kind of share with you a few books that i have been reading <clears throat> one of them uh, that i read the first one that i read was actually called slaves women and homosexuality and it's by william webb that slaves women and Ho homosexuality by william webb and the reason why i read this book is because um the concept of 
of, of slavery. A lot of people say that they don't like Christianity because the Bible endorses slavery. And um, this, this author ta- takes us into, you know, cultural, the cultural analysis of, of these different topics. It takes into consideration that there's some passages in the Bible that you ha- can't take literally as, as um, it's what would be for today. Some of it is cultural. For instance, slavery back then had a cultural connotation to it, and it's different than now. God's not saying, let's go out and have slaves now, or anything like that. And so, what this author does is it takes the idea of slavery, it takes the idea of women in ministry, and the idea of homosexuality, and it uh, helps to to see what the Bible really says. And, and one of the things that I really liked that he 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 said in here was like he made it very clear homosexuality is a sin that that wasn't just oh it was culturally a sin but no there are nowhere in the bible does it say okay that was for back then that was for you know back when the law was in effect and, and stuff no it's made very clear in the new testament that homosexuality is still a sin but when it comes to these to these other topics like slavery and, and women you know, I endorse women in ministry. I'm a licensed minister through the Assemblies of God. So therefore, I believe in women in ministry. Women back in the day, it talks about how they were uneducated, how things were very different for women back in the day. And that's why culturally, women were not supposed to be pastors. But there's a difference now in today's culture. And it looks at that as far as women in ministry and in slavery. Anyways, I can't tell you everything that this book says because that would take too long. And not everything in this book am I saying is 100% correct. All I know is that I was able to dog ear a bunch of pages in here, look back at it, and take a bunch of notes um, to, to see what scripture is really saying on these topics. So I found it to be very good. The second book that I read was Knowing Sin by Mark Jones. Um, this book is all a talk, talks all about sin. It talks about sin's origins, the grief of sin, thoughts of sin, sin's vocabulary. It talks about a lot. And again, there were certain things in this book that I didn't quite agree with, and the, but there was a lot of good stuff that I did agree with in this book that enhanced, um, my knowledge of, of what sin is and, and, and how to view sin. It, um, the little side note is, uh, it's knowing sin, seeing a neglected doctrine through the eyes of the Puritans. So anyways, it's just a good book that gets a, gives a lot of good insight into sin. I found it, like I said, to be good. Not that I endorsed everything that it said. I know there was a chapter or two that I kind of skipped over because I wasn't quite agreeing with it. So, again, I'm not endorsing everything, but I still thought it was a good read. The third one that I read was called, I think it's called Spirit and Sacrament. I cannot remember who wrote it, um, and it's currently not in my possession. I've already given to somebody else to um, read it. But this book is talking about how you can take um, kind of the old school, fundamental, uh, liturgical way of doing church with the charismatic way of doing the church and kind of marry the two together to make a well-balanced church. They call it um, a UK 
charismatic church is how I think it's pronounced. And it's it's about taking um, the charismatic and more of the liturgical and putting it together. I loved that book. It's probably my favorite that I've read so far. I got a lot of good notes out of it. Again, I don't endorse everything it said, but there was a lot of good points in it. And then currently, I'm about three-fourths of the way through a book by Timothy Keller called Jesus the King. And it's understanding the life and death of the Son of God. And so basically, it looks at the book of Mark, which is one of the synoptic gospels, and it looks at the life of Jesus. And I have gotten a lot, a lot, a lot of good stuff that I'm going to be adding to my Bible notes on in the book of Mark. A lot of different things about Jesus and and, and explaining different things in the scripture that I never really took the time to look at before, but explaining it in such a clear way. Like I said, I'm about three-fourths of the way through with it, and I have a lot of pages dog-eared to go back through and write notes in my Bible. Again, I am so excited to finish this book and get those notes written. And then I have several other books um, that I'm going to be looking at throughout the year. But I kind of wanted to share with you guys um, some books because, hey, you know what? You guys might want to read too. And if so, I want to give you guys good books to be able to read. And then one more thing that I wanted to talk about um, before we ended this podcast episode that I thought maybe would be an encouragement to you guys. So as some of you know, I told you that for this year, my main focus and the word that God gave me for this year was balance, but it was also intercession. So intercessory prayer. It was um, that intercessory prayer was one of my focuses for last year. And I feel like I need to grow in that area some more. So I've put another focus on it for this year. One of my problems that I tend to have whenever I'm in prayer and when I'm saying my prayers out loud is I tend to get off focus. It's easy for me to get distracted. And then before you know it, I'll forget I was praying and my mind will wander. And so it's hard for me to stay focused in my prayers. And so one of the things that I started doing, I got this idea from somebody that I watch on YouTube, was I've started a prayer journal. And so every day I am writing out my prayers. It helps me to focus and it helps me to get out what I want to get out to Jesus. Uh, praising him. I always make sure in my prayers I'm praising him for who he is. And then, of course, you know, I'm asking him, you know, God, please help with da 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 And then, um, just again, thanking him for who he is and for all that he has done. And so each day, I'm writing in my prayer journal. And honestly, it's been wonderful because it's helped me to keep my mind and my heart focused when I'm praying. And your prayers don't have to be long. Some of some of my prayers are a page long. Some of them are only a half a page long. But nonetheless, I'm actually praying and spending more time with and more communication with Jesus writing it out. That works for me. It might not work for you, but I wanted to encourage you. If prayer is something that you struggle with, if you struggle with being kind of like me, ADD in your prayers, well, you'll start praying and then your mind will race and you'll forget that you're praying by the end of it. Try try starting a prayer journal. It's helped me to focus. Maybe it'll help you too. 
because you know what let's grow together I will be the first to admit that I'm not perfect and there are still areas in my walk with Christ that I'm working on so if I find something that helps me I want to share it with you guys because maybe somebody's struggling with that too and it'll help you guys too so before we end this episode I would like to say a prayer but I want to thank each and every one of you each and every one of you that take the time to listen to these episodes and thank you so much it means the world to me I just want to create a community that we can grow together so anytime that I share this on my social media and you ever have a comment or a question about something I say please feel free to comment let's start conversation because we're all in this together we're all one big body of Christ helping each other to grow and helping each other on this journey of living for Jesus. So dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you that you've allowed me to have another podcast episode. God, I pray, God, that we would um, take time in your word this year and let your word be illuminated to us. God, that as we're looking at some of these common scriptures that we could quote in our sleep, God, let us see what you truly are saying in these scriptures. Let us not miss out on what you would have for us in your scriptures through bad interpretation or through just not digging deep. God, and so in the case of the scripture today, God, I pray that each and every one of us would find our all in all in you, our fulfillment in you, that we would take delight in you so that way you will plant in us your desires for our life because we're not living for ourselves we're living for you God. And anybody who maybe feel this feels discouraged today or is, has an area of struggle god i pray that they would reach out to somebody that could help them grow in their relationship with you help them through their struggles god and god i just again i thank you for who you are and for the opportunity to help people grow and to grow with people and it's in your name i pray amen Thank you for joining me for episode two of season six, and I will see you next week for episode three. Love you all.